What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news, the hottest chatter. With a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor, man. Good old humor, man. But it's not the start not, of the week. Yeah, not a lot of humor this these couple of days, lah, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. tough one. I, so mean, I was going to say, it's not, I mean, it's, it's, it's not the hottest news, lah. It's, uh, it's breaking news all the time, but it's like it's not like particularly something that everyone's very happy to be talking about, lah, right? I mean, in that sense, it's hottest because like a, it's like a forest fire, lah. Mm. You know, it's still news. But it's destructive. Mm. Um, it's a, uh, and I mean, like like what you were saying, no humor. Like I mean, as much as I believe there's humor in everything, uh, certain things not so much humor lah. And that mm. is relevant because of something else we will talk about as part of the bigger topic later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, the whole world has been occupied with like a one, one like slow burn of things uh, yeah. that's been going on, which which we will get into. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But but how was your weekend, man? Uh, I mean, a, a lot of conversation was dominated by this issue. A lot, mm. a lot of uh, introspection, a lot of thinking about life, and 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 yeah, like, what what we're doing in Singapore and all that, lah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mine I wouldn't say dominated, but it definitely did come up, lah. Mm. It definitely did come up. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. But, uh, but yeah, man. yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's. But before that, we 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 should still plug. Uh, our, our usual community lah that makes this mm-hmm. whole thing possible. And yeah. which one? Which which community are we plugging today? I guess it's just the community of of Yalabad in some way because mm. um, I mean this podcast continues to grow and we are very very grateful. Um, and and if you know someone who might not have heard of this podcast before, who could might enjoy just uh, uh our takes on news and current affairs, it would be great if you could just share this with them. Maybe mm. this episode, maybe another episode, maybe just the show link on Spotify. Um, and yeah, we always like to to reach more people who have not heard of us. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Uh, All right. Cool. And shall we jump right. right to it? Last week was a was a very guest-heavy week. Like. We had two podcasts with, with guests, like, right? I mean, only one got released, right? right. No, there were, there were two. Uh, there was Reggie and there was uh, Malini. Oh yeah, correct, yeah. correct, correct. Oh, it was yeah, a very guest heavy, very very, very guest heavy. But this week it's uh it's heavy for different reasons, lah. Right. Mm, so what yeah. what what is this topic we're talking about? It's just talking through something that we spoke about a few episodes ago. The whole um, conflict between Russia and Ukraine, lah. Um, mm. I think when we we did it, the invasion had not started yet. We were just talking about the tension. Um, trying to wrap our heads around the overall uh, uh, issue that was going on. That was mm. episode 262 when Sing- when there was a notice for Singaporeans in Ukraine uh, to evacuate. Mm. So mm-hmm. since then, a whole bunch of shit has happened. Um, it's kind of like captured the minds of like the whole world for better or worse. And mm. yeah, we just wanted to talk through what maybe both of us have been trying to make sense of and what other people are saying when they try and make sense of it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I mean, actually, what was, uh, when, when you first, uh, how do you first hear of it? Like, like was it, when you heard of uh, Russia invading Ukraine or that, like, what was your most immediate reaction? Do you remember? Um, my immediate reaction was like, okay, the invasion is maybe just 
yeah, okay, a few troops, a few tanks overstepping the boundary lah, mm. or like just going into Ukraine. Mm. So it almost felt like okay, there's no way it's going to be a full-fledged dropping missiles, artillery, um, and like destruction in Ukraine lah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and and I think it was what five days ago. Yeah. Five days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about what about you? Uh, I, yeah, I think I was uh, don't know someone. I think my wife or somebody alerted me to it, and I was. Yeah, I was I was more of the sense that oh maybe they are like yeah like sending in a small team or something like that you know to to I don't know like like attack a small re- a small part of of Ukraine or something, but they mm. they're not gearing up for a full fledged assault on on Kiev and the capital city and all that because yeah. uh, that that kind of thing doesn't happen in in today's in today's uh geopolitical landscape lah right everyone's mm. to everyone's to um. You know, tied to the the economic interests of being a globalized uh, country and everything like that, to 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 risk to risk uh, their global reputation on this by by invading another country, um, Yeah. But yeah, I was I was you know I was very wrong. <laughs> I think because the next thing you know, they are they're on the doorstep of Kiev and 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 it's a it's a fight to the death like that. Uh. Yeah, I think because you know our generation, thankfully, like we grew up. I mean, we were born in the eighties, nineties, and yeah, there was the the tail end of the Cold War, um, and like everything we had seen since then has almost been like isolated, like You know, like uh, just and no nothing that really hinted at oh fuck this could escalate into like a global face off, mm. So this one, yeah, like them entering was one thing, and then I think for me it was a gradual thing. At first, I thought okay, it was only going to be in the east, mm. you know, the 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 the, the Donbas region. Uh, region. Mm. Then then you hear that they are attacking Kiev, and Kiev is like wait shit no. That's the capital of Ukraine. I thought it was mm. only going to be on the east. Yeah. Then you hear they're attacking from the north, the west. Then you're like, what the fuck is going on? How is this happening in, in modern daylight? Because previously in 2014 with Crimea, um, it was a, a, a peninsula that was still a small part of Ukraine. Mm, mm, mm. This one is the, it's like the country. And then you, of course, you would inevitably see images coming out and videos and stories. And then you're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I mean, uh, actually, just on that, um, I was trying to understand also. Like, I mean, uh, it's true that we have been, f- uh, the world as a whole has been more peaceful. It's more peaceful now than it was uh, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, like, right, for sure. You know, yeah. uh, we're talking about World War One, World War Two, blah, blah, blah. But uh, at the same time, there has been conflict in a lot of places in the Middle East, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been wars, you know, civilian casualties, blah blah. Uh, but but this one feels the response feels different eh, to me. Like, mm-hmm. like I feel like a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more uh, people, you know, j- j- just lay people on the ground and everything um, are very concerned about this Russia Ukraine uh, situation lah. And more as mm. opposed to let's say let's say you know the images that were coming out of the US pulling out of Afghanistan and the Taliban taking over and all that. Uh, mm. I, I just felt like there's a lot more uh mainstream not only mainstream media but also just people just talking about it and all that. Why why do you think it's so uh, for the average Singaporean to be more interested in this? Uh? You you think it's the Notre Dame effect uh, effect? Uh, Remember when the, can you explain what's the, the Notre Dame effect? The, when the church um, uh, of Notre Dame kind of went up in flames, you know, there was an outpouring of support. Yeah. And then people were pointing out, oh, how come you don't 
like how come the 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 outcry is not as strong for say things that are happening in Sudan or, or even the Middle East when mm. it's a church in France that's when people care. Mm. Would you say that that is one of the reasons for you? So because worship among more is it? That's why. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing. Worship among more. No, uh, or, or I just mean, the yeah. the familiarity with with Russia, with you know Ukraine, Europe, and stuff like that. I guess yeah, and the the fact is that continental Europe hasn't seen uh conflict for quite a while already, like, Right. So, yeah. So it's quite a big deal. Um, I mean. Yeah, maybe there is the element of it, but but do a lot of people really know Ukraine and Kiev and all that? The only thing I know about Kiev is the football team, like Dynamo, Dynamo Kiev, lah. Dynamo Kiev, yeah. And, Dynamo and I know Kiev. they hosted Champions League a few years ago and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I, I I'm not I'm not very familiar with Ukraine to be honest. But like for you, if you if I ask you, like how come you feel more about this? Have oh. you kind of managed to put a finger on it? Uh, yeah, la, But mine would be the, the a bit more of a. Uh, you know, like like I mean, you and I we read a lot of about history, lah, right? And and the history of of conflict and stuff like that. So it comes from there, lah. Where I I realized like um this is probably the first time in my generation, or at least my from what I remember, lah, right? Where um one of the superpowers, you know, uh, one of the nuclear superpowers of the world, so. Unilaterally, unilaterally decided to just invade another country, lah. Uh, of mm. course, you could argue the same that, 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 that when the US preemptively invaded Iraq and all that, it was a uh, that was the case. But but um, but that was uh, also also part of a whole the the whole war on terror, the response to the the nine eleven attacks and all that, lah. Right, mm. uh, and then and then the you know the conservative uh, hawks. In the U.S. government, decided there was an opportunity to, to try and stamp their foot down, stamp their authority on, on the entire Middle East. So they, they, there was a lot of uh, cooked up uh, evidence about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, which turned out to be all false, la. So 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 I mean the, the that one just felt like okay there was a there was an initial attack during nine eleven, then there was a uh, there was an overly emphatic response. From the US, a wrong and emphatic response from the US, but not only the US, like the UK as well. You know, so a, a co- so-called coalition of the willing, lah, which turned out to be a you know a war that they they probably should have shouldn't have started, lah. Whereas this one really feels like completely unprovoked, no no uh, precedent for it, no no prior attack or anything like that, lah. And it's just a nuclear superpower throwing its weight around, lah. So that's why I'm like so I feel so a bit disturbed by it, lah. Cause, cause you know, uh, if these nuclear superpowers wanna wanna screw with the smaller countries, Singapore is also considered a very small country, la. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think for me it is because like I mean I'm just looking at the history of say uh, NATO intervention, la, Right. Mm. Um. Yeah. The the Cold War ended in the early '90s when there was the breakup, but then there was the the Bosnian War, the yeah, war in Afghanistan and Iraq, which you mentioned. But it was also NATO. Um, intervening in the Libyan civil war in mm. 2011, right? Mm. So that was also like uh, countries going into another country. But I will say, like, and this this is the unfortunate reality is that when I hear of shit going on in like Middle East and and Libya, it almost comes with the the understanding. Okay, there's there's stuff going on there for a while, mm. and it's almost and I hate to say it, like, okay, it's nothing new. You know, it sounds fucking terrible, but it's like that whole that that certain regions have have the 
the unfortunate tag of being like a lot of civil strife lah. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with Ukraine, uh, yeah, you heard of, uh, you knew of Crimea in 2014, but generally, if you go back a month ago, you go on Instagram, you still see people traveling around Ukraine like, like okay, like it's, it's, it's a European country. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's next to Russia and most countries, I think that's where Singapore is spoiled. Most countries will always have some sort of geopolitical tensions with their neighbor. Yeah. Singapore is just like, is we are in this fucking utopian place where, yeah, you know, the only arguments we have in Malaysia is Nasi Lemak and Laksa. Mm. Right? I think most countries, but then, mm. but then when, when you see, like, like what you say, like Russia, like most people would know of Putin. Most people would know of how Russia has become, has been getting stronger and stronger as a country. And then to just, yeah, invade another country that is not, Elsewhere in the world is next door. Mm. Um, that is freaky as shit, lah. Mm. Um, because even like NATO intervening in Libya, uh, the US and Iraq, it was almost like okay, there's stuff happening here, and the whole world attention is there, lah. Whereas this one, Russia, like, you know what? Fuck it, we're just gonna go across the border and literally just drive into the country, lah. Mm. Mm. And I think that is freaky as shit, man. Mm. Freaky but you as say- shit. You say Singapore, we are in this bubble where we have no issues with our neighbors, but but aren't there a lot of um, you know uh, thinkers, lah, Singapore commentators like the Calvin Chang's and the Bill Harris and all who who are all about uh, you know that Singapore need it's a very strong lesson to take away from this yeah this Ukrainian invasion, lah. And one is that uh, yeah, lah, Singapore is a Chinese majority country in a in a you know. Uh, you know, in a Muslim Muslim majority uh, area region. of the world, right? Yeah, and 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 uh, you know, I mean, but not just about the religion or the makeup of the people, but also just in terms of the hostilities between Malaysia and Singapore, or, or even Indonesia and Singapore. Malaysia and Singapore, let's say, like water, you know, supply mm. of, of clean water, and then Indonesia and Singapore, you know, that time when. And they called Singapore just a little red dot on the map, right? Which we've come to mm. embrace and, and love as our as a little nickname for ourselves. But um yeah, I mean the I do do you see do you do you feel that same way as well when you read these these articles? Do you do you uh do you, do you empathize with what they're they're thinking as well? Actually, yeah, maybe like I'll I'll rephrase what I said earlier. There's no mm. there's no thought of tensions in mainstream consciousness okay and okay. and that is how we are kind of spoiled mm. like um i think it was in the 90s where the Mate, the then malaysian prime minister threatened to cut off the water supply in singapore and yeah. and we had some like drills you know like water yeah. rationing stuff you know so i would say that it's we have we are in the trap of thinking that everything's fine but when i read kelvin ching's uh, post uh, bilahari's post uh, even kishore mebubani's post on nato from from years ago it did uh, it did make me think like oh shit yeah we we can't take shit for granted la. like mm. we really can't yeah um so that was me another it added another layer of like freak out la. like oh crap like yeah. um so yeah so that was for me but but did you feel the same way um i mean uh to some extent i think uh even in kelvin ching's uh, article there 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 were some commentators la, who 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 did try and uh, well, I mean not 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 say argue with him about it, but they did raise examples of of other countries that have done um, they have done uh, like like Finland for example, who have who are also 
uh, close to Russia, but have taken maybe very different. That, sorry, what? Maybe before that, can just give a context of what Kelvin Ching's uh, post was. Oh yeah, yeah, you want to you want to go ahead and do that. Yeah. You want to go ahead and do that since you mentioned it. So, um, I mean, basically, he has been posting quite a bit about this, lah. But mm. but certain things that him and um, a few other commentators pointed out is that. As much as has Russia invading Ukraine is a complete no go. It's fucked up. Um, and what is going on now? Like it's it's almost like unprovoked, lah. Right. Mm. Um, he did point out certain things that could sound a bit controversial in the sense that that Ukraine leaders could have done more to navigate the the tricky position that they are in, lah. Which is almost like the buffer zone between uh, an expanding NATO um, and Russia, lah. Mm. And and how the approach they could have taken was almost like when when the current president got in, came into power i think 2015 it was very very pro west but did not take into account that the fact that they're not like any other country or any other european country that can be pro west they need to understand that they are next to this super powerful country that has always been kind of at at at, at war with not say at war at at, at different end compared to the west lah Mm. And that they didn't do that as well as other countries like uh, Finland, Sweden, and even how Singapore kind of navigated the fact that when we were independent, you know, like we we were building up our defense like crazy in the sixties. We got the Israelis to come in and train us mm. without mm. pissing the people around us off, lah. Mm. Mm. And then when you think about it, you're like, oh shit! Actually, that that is that is the part of the political game, lah. That not everyone is cut out for to be able to balance this kind of shit, protecting your own interests while. You know, like winning the battle, but but like not losing the potential battle, but winning the war lah, and mm. playing that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was where I was like, oh shit, that is actually something that I think we don't really think about. Like, it's like you know, even between friends or family, you know, sometimes you're like, I know what is right, I'm gonna say it at a mm. micro level lah, with your partner, with your parent or something. But sometimes by letting something go, you protect the the bigger picture. You know? mm-hmm. So uh, what so you're was... saying is like uh, happy, happy wife, happy life. That kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> happy <laughs> in some way, lah. Which I'm slowly realizing. Also, I mean, yeah, yeah like, You're just saying that basically, yeah, like, Even uh, like the the nuance of of handling relations and and making sure that no one party is, gets embarrassed and 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 feels like they're being humiliated. All that is very important, lah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's important. not. It's not just a, a I win you lose kind of situation, lah. Right? You can end up yeah, both exactly. being losers. Yeah, exactly. And you see, very important in friends, in family, in in romantic partners, and all that. So then I was thinking, oh shit, reading that, uh, made me think, wow, this navigating this political game, you can't really go one extreme, either way, lah. Right. Mm, mm. So that was the context of his post. I think Bilahari was posting about how. Um, yeah, like China is not going to invade Taiwan, even if Russia can uh, successfully captures Ukraine and a whole bunch of differences there. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so please, please carry on with your what you were saying just now. No, no, you know, basically, do you, do you want to be? I think they're saying no, not happy wife, happy life. But it's, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Right. <laughs> yeah. An existential question you ask yourself: Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? <laughs> Which uh, is which is fucking sad because I can yeah. imagine if you post that online, in some way it is shifting the blame to Ukraine mm. or Ukraine, the Ukraine leaders. Yeah. So, so that's where it's tricky because at this point, yeah, they are getting fucked over by Russia very mm. unfairly, and the world should 
help Ukraine lah. But looking back, oh, maybe right. navigating that was not as straightforward lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I think what everyone thinks that it's a, uh, you know, even commentators like like you know your one shot thing a few weeks ago, Russell Brand and all, was saying mm. really, it is not as simple as just a good versus evil kind of narrative lah, right? Of saying mm. that yeah lah, Russia is evil and the Ukrainians are good and all that, cause uh, there there is that element of uh, it's been it's been brewing for years lah, right? This this Ukraine's uh, you know, a rejection of Russian influence. And sort of uh, moving towards NATO, moving towards the EU, and everything, lor. So mm. it's been this kind of tension has been building up over the years, and uh, it's it's it's. Uh, sometimes you just need one one person to snap, right? And then, and then something like this happens, lah. Where maybe Putin, you know, basically, I mean, he's turning, he's coming to seventy soon, and he's. I don't know. I don't know where where he thinks his legacy is, lah. But the truth is, he was a, you know, he was a very he was a very high high ranking KGB, KGB uh spy, right? During the mm, yeah during the Soviet Union years, and then he basically saw all that all that power, all that prestige, all that all that that came with being a global superpower, and 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 all he saw all that evaporate, lah, overnight overnight when uh when the, the with the fall of the Berlin Wall. So is he trying to? You know, restore Russia to its former glory, and things like that. we don't know. We don't know, right? We can't uh, even within his own cabinet. I think there's a lot of uh, different opinions about whether whether what they're doing now is correct. So, so I think the the important thing to note is that yeah, when it comes to interpersonal geopolitical relationships, um, yeah, emotions also matter a lot, lah. And you need to you need to be able to understand the nuances of what people are thinking. As opposed to, oh, this is this person is completely wrong. He's right or he's wrong, you know, that kind of thing, lah. Yeah. No, not absolving Russia of any blame and all that for 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 this for this aggressive move, but I think, uh, yeah, lah, Just as outsiders, especially looking in, uh, there's a lot of different reasons why 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 things have ended like this, and and why why isn't the US like you know, I think yeah, lah, Like Bilahari also said that there's a seems to be a. A lot of Singaporeans asking, why isn't the US helping out the Ukraine, helping out Ukraine by, by attacking Russia and all that? But the truth is, truth is, if if that happens, is we're talking literally, yeah, like nuclear, nuclear war, like, and World War Three happening already, like, right? So mm-hmm. is that is that better for the world? Also, there's another question. Yeah, and I mean, so that's where that's where it feels even shittier when like there's this one um speech or Q and A session that Putin had with Sky News uh, that was uploaded December 23, 2021. Mm. And it's a 7-minute clip. We'll put a link in the show notes. And basically, he kind of explains his perspective of, of how the West has been kind of enroaching on Russia. Like um, He said the US is parking missiles on the porch of uh, his house and, and just goes through how there's been a Western presence in the, in the, in the missile development of Russia throughout and like um, it, it's, it's um, you watch it and you're like, oh fuck, he he has some logical points, and that's why it feels um tricky lah. Because mm. even the US had their own missile crisis with Cuba, right? Mm. Where uh, there was some tensions uh, because of military presence in Cuba. Um, so so I think what you're saying you're just... to be specific is the Cuban missile crisis lah, where it was discovered that uh the Russians. But I mean, because Cuba was always uh, on Russia's side, right? Uh, so it was discovered that the Russians had uh, 
had missile. I think missile silos uh, on on mm. on Cuban on Cuban soil, and mm. when confronted with this evidence, that was the that was the essence of the crisis, like, Right there, they, they they confronted the the Russians with the evidence, and and basically, yeah, they, Now you know the Russians basically had to had to back down at that point and say, okay, we'll move move them out, lah. Yeah. Yeah, and and that confrontation. Um, is considered uh, according to many many outlets that it was the closest the Cold War came to escalating into a full scale nuclear war, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so, right. so when you watch that seven minute clip of Putin articulating his reasons, it's tough not to see his perspective. Mm, mm. You know, and and that's what is scary. Like what what's happening now is fucked up. But like what you pointed out, there's so many years of what's been going on. It doesn't condone what they're doing right now, mm. but you just realize, oh shit, this is one complicated ass uh, issue. And the saddest thing is, who are the people suffering? Those people you see in the videos, those Ukrainian uh, locals who are making Molotov cocktails, trying to stand in the path of tanks and fucking enlisting and taking out arms just to just to defend their country, lah. Mm. Mm. Right. Um, so like yeah. over the weekend, like your conversations, how? What what why was it so introspective? Why were they so introspective? Were there a lot of different opinions? Were there people who were saying, "Oh, you know, Ukraine deserves this" and shit like that? No, I mean a lot. I think the starting point for a lot of people is like, "Why is Russia doing this?" Lah, it's so not only is it does it seem so evil and so out of place in the world that we live in today, it seems almost impractical lah because of the economic sanctions that will inevitably come, and they came lah, right? Mm. You know, like like Russian banks were. Uh, it was announced that Russian banks were going to be cut off from the SWIFT uh, money transfer system, which is the main, mm. the main system of transferring money between banks. That that is often, that that helps to you know make uh, facilitate business and everything around the world. Uh. So for Russian mm-hmm. banks to be taken out there, that that I literally I think has a, I, I read somewhere that has a five percent hit on the Russian economy or something. Uh. Um, mm. So yeah, I mean, why why would any country choose to do that? Like, and I think a lot of people are just saying. You know, saying that oh, because Putin is a, he's a despot. He's he's basically Hitler two and things like that. But uh, then I over the next few days, I think more, a bit more nuanced uh, takes on the issue started to crop up like, like is, you know, if yeah like, like the Cuban Missile Crisis. If your if your if your number one competitor sets up shop next to you, next door to your country, sets up a missile 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 system next to your country. Would you just you know leave it there because it's not in your territory, right? But mm. but it's like right mm. next door, lah. So, uh, yeah, la, the, the the understanding that every country has its own interests, and every country has its own uh, you know, uh, good and bad players and all that it makes it makes you understand a bit more. Yeah, la, there's no there's no real, completely good and evil kind of uh, um, what do you call it? Good and evil uh, metric here. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh. You know, back in the days during the the when there was the first uh, Iraq War under George Bush, uh, the senior and all, I think back mm. then, like as a as a young young person and all, it was very easy to just think, oh yeah, you know, the, it was basically good versus evil. Saddam Hussein is evil, you know, in the US they're trying to do good and and they're, they're defending Kuwait and stuff like that lah. Uh, mm. I remember back in the day, it was it was just in my mind, it was that was how simplistic. It, uh, I I was about the whole thing, uh, mm. But now I think we've experienced the age, and and then social media helps you understand everything a lot better. You know, you get access yeah. to a lot of commentary. You know, you you know that it's never that simple, uh, right? 
and, and, yeah. and even, even for us like the news that we get now like you're not even 100% certain that whatever news you're reading uh, is not tainted with a certain you know a certain uh, ideological slant that's trying to push mm. you in that direction so yeah, like I think like like um, some people were saying also, oh the Chinese internet is, is you know actually very supportive of Putin in this war as well so mm. oh, it's a very complex thing it, it just depends on what you read and, and how, how willing you are to open your mind to different perspectives as well and then even when you see videos go viral on Twitter you must click on it and look at the comments because people often point out yo this is a video from four years ago yeah. Um, yeah. you know there's this one clip of this tank running over a civilian car yeah. on one hand there are articles writing that oh it's a Russian tank going over a Ukrainian a civilian's car but on the other hand there's a, it was a Ukrainian tank that ran went out of control a few years ago and mm. went over so you have to really fucking question if you want to to kind of like wrap your head around this like and as much as you say social media can inform and all it depends on the sources you read also like. yeah, yeah um, and there, literally right. there was a I think I was reading that someone uh, was even even took footage from a video game like you know a video game cutscene like one of mm. those uh, Call of Duty or whatever and then they uploaded it as like oh this is footage from like a soldier's perspective in Ukraine or something yeah <laughs> We're is living it? in a, we're literally in a metaverse <laughs> right now, man. Like where video game footage becomes like uh viral news footage of of, of conflict. Uh. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of all this, it's still scary as shit because regardless of what has had happened in the lead up to this, right? The fact that Russia is doing this is messed up on in every way. Mm. Right? In every way it is not justified, it is not um fair almost, but they're doing it like so that's where it's a, it's a wake up, I think, to everyone in the world. They're like, oh shit, if your country is that powerful, if your leader is that uh, maniacal, they can do this? Like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. now there are articles coming out saying, yeah, the sanctions will hurt Russia uh, maybe in the long term, but in the short term, they can survive. And then, you know, I think it, as of today, also 28 February, the UN uh, called uh, uh, a, a rare occurrence of a security council meeting between the... 14 states uh, mm. 14 countries in, in the UN Security Council and then when you look at the votes right um, 11 voted that they wanted uh, 3 chose not to vote mm. India uh, Pakistan and another and Cuba I think mm. so mm. so even then like and China has been more vocal in support of Russia if I'm not wrong than the US mm. so then you look at it okay you impose all the shit uh, sanctions on Russia but they're already a big enough country. Maybe they can survive on their own. Then plus, if China is backing them, it's it's not as simple anymore. Like sanctions might just do nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the people who get hurt are the 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 businesses, the locals, the football team that now maybe cannot play in FIFA, the World yeah. Cup. Yeah. And oh yeah, Champions League final was has been yeah uh, It's no longer gonna be in Russia. I think it's been moved to Paris. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. moved to Paris. And you look at it, you're like, wow, like, um, and, and I mean, the funny thing is, like, even certain journalists, like, I think one journalist I've mentioned before, uh, Matt Taibbi, who runs his own Substack, like, very, very good writer in the US, he emailed all his uh, subscribers last week apologizing for, for kind of, like, in the lead-up to the invasion, kind of always downplaying it and holding the US media accountable for sensationalizing the fact that the US the Russia might invade la. Mm. he actually apologized no? he said he's been doing this for god knows how many years been in war zones been in front lines uh, but even he thought that this was impossible Yeah. and and to send that out I think yeah it's taken everyone by shock and 
it's just like um yeah and then you see videos you hear stories of like people who are going ukrainians who are going back to ukraine to fight uh, mothers who are choosing to stay because they they want to protect the country you're like oh my god that is crazy yeah crazy 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 Damn. so so one one question like i did ask uh, my fiance and like her family also at dinner was like okay if if for whatever reason there's a biggest country that is invading singapore in the same way that russia is to ukraine would you stay mm. or would you would you flee uh you are asking who Your i mean fiance, I, i would i asked my fiance i asked uh, her family i asked i haven't asked my friends yet because i only yeah. uh, we only started asking yesterday but Yeah, uh, anyone who's listening, and even I mean, for you, is it clear at this point? Like at this point, given there are so many uncertainties. I mean, there's no way to flee to, right? It's uh, it's, Bali, yeah. <laughs> but even even then, Bintan, like, Batam. No, no, no. It's, 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 I mean, you can't can't flee, lah. Then I mean, uh, I think there's a reason why everyone everyone has reservists and all that to to do, lah. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I will, in situations okay. like this, lah. I think it's just an interesting thing, to, uh, thought, thought, uh, experiment to play out in your own time, lah. Mm. Like, um, and as, assuming you can flee, because yeah, when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh shit, yeah. I actually feel like a lot of people might have the first, uh, 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 inclination to flee, but I actually think that more people would stay and fight than I ex- than I expect, lah. Than I expect, I don't know. Mm. That's just a hypothesis. I mean, you could go to Sentosa, lah. That's as far south. Probably yes. Kill that. Go to Sentosa. You try and invade one of Sentosa Cove. Sentosa Cove. Still part of the same country, what? <laughs> so if a country is steamrolling over the causeway, they can still steamroll over <laughs> to to Sentosa. I don't. Yeah, like, point yeah. is you have to leave the country, lah. But I mean, but yeah. From Sentosa, you can paddle out, lah, and then hopefully you reach out. You can reach Indonesia or what, lah, if you really wanted to, right? Yeah, but but. But I guess if you're if you're listening, maybe it's just something to to think about. Uh. Would you mm. what what would you what would you do? Yeah, yeah. If you crack, hear crack. sirens and like um, a, a huge ass country next to us invading. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Tough one. Mm. Mm. But yeah, so uh, yeah, and, and in the, in the spirit of the weekend, a lot of times as I was like doing my stuff, whatever that I was doing lah, whether eating lunch mm. or enjoying dinner or whatever, I was like, wow, it's hard to imagine that you know as we are here. Enjoying dinner, there, you know, there are families in Ukraine, kids and mothers and and fathers and all who are like you know, taking shelter in in the subways and stuff like that, lah. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically just I mean, abandoning are, their homes, are, you know. Yeah, and there are articles of Ukrainians based in Singapore who said they are like, well, like that mothership article. One of them said their parents called them in tears to say goodbye in case they do not make it. Mm. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Getting a call from your parents to tell you like, okay, I love you, but goodbye if I cannot make it. Yeah. Oh my god, man. Yeah, you really don't know. Holy man. shit. So, so I mean, there are some links to, um, to to donate to respective um NGOs and and crisis relief funds, which we we will put in the show notes, lah. Mm. Um, mm. and and if you guys want to check it out, um, read up on it. At least those links are there for you to find out more and help in any way that you might want to help, lah. Yeah, yeah, correct. Whew, whew, my uh, God. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, uh, related to 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 that lah. I think uh, I was just trying to think that yeah lah. Singaporeans, we we are very, we are quite sheltered from uh, a lot of these conflicts that we see in the newspaper. Or the other, we were still affected in some ways lah. Whether rising prices and 
and uh, you know petrol prices, things like that. But the truth is, uh, we are still here. We can think about <clears throat> what we want to eat for lunch and what you want to do on the weekend and all that. So uh, yeah, our next topic is actually about uh, uh, you know us not being able to pursue our hobbies or so right. <laughs> what a fucking non-war <laughs> privilege uh. <laughs> exactly the fact that we can we talk about this as if it's a I know. This is an issue is just it's is just funny in itself uh. <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy like literally what we're talking about is just this commentary that came out today about how um, yeah the fact that we cannot play team sports is our society is poorer for it <laughs> yeah Poor you, no futsal for you. I can't play football. Oh my god, I can only exercise with one other person. But yeah, but but no, I mean, I mean, granted, (laughs) like, that is this this was probably written, uh, you know, without having to think about comparing it to what's going on in Ukraine now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So So, what is this horrible, horrible thing that is happening that Singapore, that Singaporeans need to uh, face up to? Yeah, um, I mean, up till the the current crisis in Ukraine and Russia, it was something that I guess the whole world also... I mean, they can probably continue to grapple with this in countries that still have COVID restrictions. It's mm. it's the thought that, you know, with, with COVID restrictions, yeah, like um, dining out in groups of friends has, has uh, not been as common, meeting up with family, traveling and all. There have been a lot of things that have spoken about it. Mm. But now the fact that restrictions are opening up in Singapore and finally I think we can play sports with up to 30 people in certain areas in Singapore Mm. Um, I think people are starting to realise that oh shit like team sports has not been a part of our life for the past two years yeah at all correct correct and it's mm-hmm. something that only when I saw that, that, yeah, from on February 16th, that from Friday, February 25th, up to 30 fully vaccinated people can play sports together at approved facilities. Up to that point, uh, it didn't occur to me, you know, that, mm. oh shit, no football, no basketball, no netball, no floorball. Yeah. And yeah, this article was just talking about how it it may have its uh, repercussions, ne- negative repercussion, repercussions mm. on society. La. And plus the fact that now we are extending that, that, that uh, restriction further, la, right? Or at least we put we? off. Yeah, we've put off the, the the relaxing of these of these restrictions. It was postponed to a later date, lah. Huh? You mean this twenty fifteen is not happening anymore? It's not happening. A day before the what changes the were kicking in, there was an announcement that they will be postponed to a date later. In part of the because of the surge in Omicron coronavirus cases. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I I thought okay now finally people can play and all that. Oh man, no no. Oh no. crap. I think when oh. when once cases because after they announced the the new measures, then cases started to surge towards the twenty thousand and beyond the twenty thousand mark la. And, mm. and and so then then they decided okay let's let's pull back a little bit again. Yeah. Oh yes, it's been postponed. God damn. Correct. Correct. Um, correct. Yeah. So yeah, it's been postponed. But but I mean like you know. I know you've spoken about how the society we are, you're bringing up your kid in now already has has certain things that are very unusual and for mm. people studying. But when you saw this team sports thing, uh, was it like a, a very clear thing to you? Like, oh fuck, we are, there's going to be bigger repercussions. Uh? Uh, I mean, not so much about the repercussions, lah, but I I was just, yeah, I, I guess I'm just very... Uh, I just just find it quite puzzling that that uh you know we're we're so scared of sports lah you know what I mean as opposed mm. to like uh 
going back to the office or being in public transport and all that. Uh, it seems like sports, uh, because of the fact that it's, you know, a lot, like you play football, that is a contact sport and all that, right? Mm. Uh, there seems to be, it seems to be the last thing that we want to, that we want to, to release, uh, re- relax the restrictions on, which mm. is kind of weird, lah, because I think, there needs to be as 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 COVID becomes endemic and all that. There needs to also be a, a sort of a, a recalibration of of what is, of of the pros and cons of every activity we do, lah. Right, and, and and if the pros of of group sports and getting people to exercise together and get fit together and all that, if the pros outweigh the the cons, the cons which is yeah, like potential COVID spread, lah. Right within the group. Um yeah. yeah, I think we, we should we should err on the side of like uh you know, if people are people exercising that's a great thing, you know. People exercising is, is a fantastic thing for for for, for, for whatever for our health system, for our economy, everything like right. Um yeah. and just yeah, denying that people the exercise because of just a, a fear that, you know, they will get it they will get COVID from one another. Then, then, it, but at the same time, you're allowing people to just go to the workplace, even if they are COVID positive and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it just, just, uh, like, like what some experts last time said, uh, Some of some of our COVID restrictions really are are, are not uh are, are quite silly, lah. Right? You know, in light of everything because, that we're doing now, lah. I guess because uh, sports are non-essential, lah. Like uh, exactly. a lot yeah. of the things we do also, lah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> non-essential. Yeah. Non-essential. And also, but, I mean, I mean, the, the fact is that even with the sports ban on that, we still have, we still have passed uh, 30,000 cases already, all right, for Omicron, mm. and 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 we know that the bulk of them are actually quite mild symptoms. So we should be allow- encouraging people to like really go out and 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 exercise and keep the keep the you know the the adrenaline running and and just just uh, keep the heart pumping, lah, right? Mm, mm, mm. Exactly, and. And I mean, I think there's also the social part of it. Like, not to say that uh, I mean, okay, I can imagine one risk. Like, okay, you play sports, as you play football, there's bodily contact or basketball. Mm. But I think the social aspect of sports are super important, lah. Yeah. Um, just the fact that I mean, now okay, you meet up, yeah, you eat or you go to someone's house and I don't know, like uh, you watch, like you just okay, sit down and talk and all. But but sports is a is a is, is a core part of I think a functioning society la, like group mm. sports, team sports, where you can exercise yes, but you also have that social element to it la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I mean, yeah, I think uh, I don't. It's 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 different from eating in big groups lah, right? Mm. Like like you tell me, the people needing to eat in big groups because they need to catch up with family. I can understand that as like uh, it's a non essential non essential kind of activity lah. But exercise is mm. exercise is essential, man. Like, like being healthy and all that is is absolutely but then essential. The, argu- the argument is you can go for a walk alone. You can jog on the spot. You can do a stationary cycle. Why? 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 I mean, in some way, playing football is a bonus, lah, right? And when Correct. so many things were were having to be restricted, like like let's say F and B, which is people's livelihoods, yeah, right. Why should sports be given a, a green light just because it's it's healthy? But, yeah, but that's not to a, say like yeah, sorry. N- not to say you enable sports like the number of people exercising would increase exponentially, right? Yeah, 
No, but I mean, that's where the, this whole, I, I mean, since the whole KTV cluster and the reality that, that you know, we, we our borders are open and very porous and all that has set in, right? Um, that's where I, I feel like we, we, I mean, we say that we're very science focused and we follow the science on it, but it just feels like we, right now, it's just, it's just a situation of like, since everyone's suffering, let's all suffer together lah. You know what I mean? Mm, mm, mm. As opposed to like, let's really objectively look at what, how we can alleviate some of the suffering for, 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 you know, segments of society, like, right? Mm, mm, mm. Uh, and, 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 and I think it takes a bit of, uh, I mean, yeah, like, being cautious is great, but, but you, you also need to think about the mental health of people and all that and balance that out as well. Like, and, and, Playing sports, I think, is a sports is a very big like the article says a very big stress reliever for people. Mm. Um, no, don't even say kids. I think adults also. You know, just just being able to to meet up and and, and engage in physical activity that isn't singing karaoke or, or having sex or anything like that. But got no economic incentive, Terence. Like KTV, right? Maybe these people are older gentlemen who are business owners, uh. and you know they need to release to help them do their businesses better and and employ. More people. No, no, football, I, right? You go for futsal. I think on, on in, in, actually, I think it's important because there's so much networking and all that that goes on when people play sports together. You know, golf, mm. tennis, uh, even futsal nowadays. You know, there's a lot mm. of camaraderie and, and team building that comes together with team sports. Uh. so so mm. I I actually take I actually think that is an economic incentive to encouraging people to play play more sports together, lah. You know. And, and yeah, I was just you know, a bit disappointed that they didn't lift this. They didn't go move ahead with, with this. I mean, the larger discussion being, I thought we're living with uh, endemic COVID, and then why can't we? Why can't we just live with it and try? You see, mm. um, but but nobody wants to. Nobody dares to uh, spend any of their political goodwill that that they've built up, lah. You know, on sports, uh, on sports, right? Yeah, on sports. <laughs> like sports is really, they feel like it's really non-essential, but it's such a. I think sports is such a you know in the last two years everyone's been so inspired to play badminton and and and, and all that because of Singapore athletes and all that right. But badminton still can what? It's team sports. But, but, so indiv- yeah, individual sports have been have been I think not as impacted lah. No, no, but, but I mean the, the the okay like like when I walk past certain community centers where I used to play like basketball mm. or all that, the you know the the courts are are now being used for yeah as 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 mask distribution or, or, or stuff, you know, like goodie bag distribution centers. Mm. They're no longer, they're no longer, you're not allowed to go and play basketball. Even if you are solo or, or small group or what, you're not allowed to play, you see. So, so mm. it's the priority that, is a, is, is, you can see by that, that the priority is not to, you know, try and get people back to a normal, healthy social lifestyle of, you know, playing sports with your neighbors and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's where I'm coming from. So when I say badminton, I also mean like even booking of courts and all that is like very troublesome and all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think even from the the more long-term perspective, can you imagine if you're like a kid, 10, 11, 12 years old, have a passion for a certain sport and have a talent, the fact that you can't play it as easily, right? It's really mm. like, I mean, in this article on today, um, certain certain sports, either business owners or coaches or trainers are saying that, that there will be an impact um, on uh, younger talent. Mm, so like yeah, someone from yeah. the Singapore Rugby Union said that uh, some people have not played rugby for two years, like junior mm. college students. Yeah. So then, you know, when you're 17, 18, it's fucking important 
um, for for sporting development and sporting like how you say growth lah and Correct. yeah then then our team sports as a whole I mean Singapore football and rugby is really not not the best right yeah. if we're gonna kind of lose a few years it's gonna be sad lah for for the the younger talent yeah yeah sad yeah sad, uh, yeah but uh, uh you know it's I mean I mean uh yeah will it affect you directly this this uh, postponement of this team sports thing. I mean, uh, not really because as of a few years ago, I actually stopped playing soccer because of some niggling injuries. Mm. Um, so I can still do my uncle walks, lah. Mm. So it's not going to change. But for you, uh, I mean, uh, I still occasionally play basketball, but I've sort of like, uh, yeah, I've sort of retired from the, you know, the public courts, the pickup games with young people and all that, because so usually, uh, usually I just end up on the floor. Or I I I become like the I just I only I just shoot three pointers and don't do anything else lah, yeah. Fuck lah. So so we are to, like the definition of armchair critics lah. <laughs> armchair critics. Oh, fucked up. Must don't. play sports. You yeah. play or not? Yeah, hey, I got I got back pain lah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why you didn't even know. You didn't even know that the whole thing was postponed. I think I was just I just waiting for somebody on Reddit to call us out for being hypocrites lah. When was the last time you used the yeah, public facility why. to play a sport lah? You know. Uh, 20, 2019, 2019, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you plan to use it in the next three months? Uh, probably not. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. For the next five years, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, but, 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 Already, like, ne- you know, negates a lot of outdoor sports that you can play, like, ultimate frisbee and stuff like that also, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, I'm not even, I, 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 I don't think it's just limited to those those sports where you can break your leg just by playing the, the sport, like, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, hope, uh, now, now the numbers are dropping again, like, right? Mm-hmm. But still 18, 20,000 thereabouts, like, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm, no, yeah. I think the latest is 14, 14,000. Oh, 14,000, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so better. it dropped. Hopefully, dropped hopefully better. crossing the wave. Then we can yeah, come man. back and complain about this later. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. yeah. So, alright. Um, shall we move on to the one short comment of the past few days? Sure. What uh, is your one you, short comment? Um, okay, mine is on... Uh, our Yalabad episode 266 uh, mm. where we talked about Ong Yi Kang's uh, letter to healthcare workers and the SG influencer who named and shamed online trolls. Mm. Um, quite a few like uh, thoughtful comments on the thread but uh, one from Hello Casper caught my eye. Mm. Uh, what, what they wrote was that in, in reference to how you know like um, you yeah you the story was basically she was calling out people who were making fun of her, her physique like, right and mm. she was she was using words like you know you disgusting men and stuff like that and mm. part of our conversation was how you can't stereotype all men just based on actions of a few like, you know mm. um, but then this this user pointed out okay there's an analogy I heard the other day of course it's not all men who are bad but what if I gave you a box of chocolates and I told you that one of them is a piece of poop you'll be cautious of all chocolates it's not all chocolates oh no you'll be cautious of all the chocolates like. so I just thought that was a interesting analogy like, mm. like um yeah, you can't stereotype all men, but but or you can't stereotype any um, uh, particular group of people. But you also can't like it, it's it's to say that you will not have a certain inclination is also a bit um, how you say uh, 
Uh, I mean, okay, I just thought that was a thought-provoking quote. La. No, so wait, I try to understand yeah. what, what the quote is, what the quote is trying to say. La. No, I mean, basically saying that if... if um, In relation you, to what, what uh, Chrisanne was going through. I, I think it's not just uh, Chrisanne, it's just... Uh, in a broader uh, thing, like, I thought I was thought-provoking because on one hand, you can argue that that is the definition of stereotyping, right? Mm. That is the problem, like, where you think one person represents everyone mm. and you can't do that, like, you need to see everyone as an individual. But this one was just pointing out that, yeah, if if the thought experiment, if you give you a box of chocolates and one of them is uh, is poop, you'll be cautious of all, uh, mm. right? So I think that's just a broader thing that, um, not restricted to gender or race or something there are, there are assholes out there yeah right um and you should just be cautious of anyone you deal with like you can you can't trust people fully um if you assume that not everyone is is uh perfect la. so i just thought but but that I is thought, like what is it saying in relation to the what the, the whole in thing of christian i mean this one uh i think what the user was pointing out with reference to that specifically that yeah, just because uh, it's not that all men are bad. Mm. If one man is bad, you'll be cautious of all men, which I don't agree with. But I just thought that that quote was just a a different way of, of phrasing it that made me think a bit. Oh, so you're saying that Christian should be should be more careful? Or what? Uh, no, I think this one was just trying to explain why uh, she has every right to be cautious of men because... Uh, not say every has has right. Yeah, which which is which is not a good way to go because because that is the whole problem with stereotyping mm, Um, yeah. but I just thought phrasing it like this made me think about it in a different way la. Like if you bring it down to chocolates. Mm. But yeah, so, so yeah, that, literally that that, that, that that is is stereotyping. Yeah, uh, it's stereotyping. Itself, la, right. Yeah, it's, it's like if you see someone itself. of a sudden race doing something, doesn't mean that. The, all the the like, whole the whole race is like that, like, right? Yeah, like if you got bad experience with one person, yeah, uh, of a certain race, you can't yeah. extrapolate, la. Correct, la, correct. But I think it's it's just to acknowledge that okay, even if you have that inclination based on your own personal experience, whether you act on it is a different thing, lah. Mm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Got it, got it. Oh, a very thought provoking quote for me, like at least. Got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and what about you? Uh, my my one was about the. Uh, our podcast collab with Financial Coconut Two Six Five, mm. where mm. I think uh, ZZ Way just added that uh, you know that he's one of those person that tries to he, he or she is one of those person who consumes those budget cheat sheets online and sees those code numbers, but never looks further than how it impacts uh, him or her herself and others la. and so they kind of feel the they kind of feel that Lawrence owes the three of us some credit to put this budget into perspective. So, mm. it's, I mean, yeah lah. I mean, a little joke about, yeah lah, hashtagging CPF and, and Ministry of Finance so that we can get some sponsorship. But, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm very glad that, that you know, uh, doesn't seem like a lot of people are listening, but those who have listened to it have found it very, very helpful and useful. Uh, the, you know, the way we just ask the most noob questions about the, the budget and all that. Uh, you know, it, I think a lot. Of, it resonated with a lot of people, uh, you know, Just talking see, about yeah. philosophy of the budget and the political wrangling that goes on about it. So, so yeah, I mean, thank, thanks for listening. But, but, uh, yeah, I think hopefully can we can get. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't. Don't you think we'd love to talk to to a real expert at CPF and everyone to, sugar to daddy really Lawrence understand? Sugar, sugar daddy Wong. Sugar yeah, daddy sugar daddy Wong, Wong himself. Uh, yeah. 
sugary war would be great, man. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, these next two weeks, there's going to be a lot. There's debates about the uh, the budget in Parliament, mm, right? Mm, mm, correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe there'll be more content for us. Uh. Correct. 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 Cool. All right. Cool, and what cool, is cool. your one shock thing? Would you like to go first this time? Yeah, I think uh, one of the services that a lot of people probably are subscribed to, but they don't realize that they have is uh, Amazon Prime Video. And mm. uh, in the spirit of uh, something that I've been talking about as a one-shot thing for very long is that uh, I think The weekend just released the Dawn FM concert experience on Amazon Prime Video. La. So mm. it's, a th- I think, a 30-minute uh, concert, a filmed concert la, where he... Uh, well, film music video slash concert where he performs all the songs from his latest album live but he's performing it as a character la. so uh, yeah yeah it's, it was just released I think over the weekend and uh, there was a, a little bit of fanfare about it on in, in London and LA with some advertising on. but I think in Singapore uh, yeah, like, as usual nobody really cares about our market that much uh, mm. so it's it's on Amazon Prime now like in Singapore you can watch it uh, mm. as as part of your subscription to Amazon Prime, uh, but yeah, it's 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 just not being marketed out there lah. But yeah, just for for fans to enjoy la, of the weekend. Oh shit! Yeah, that's cool. So so this is the the that one clip that he had where he was dancing in like a, a club setting to his own music. This is the same album. The same album, but now he's like performing it as a as a concept piece like You know, like how how Michael Jackson in the Thriller music video. There was this mm. whole thing about him being a zombie and dancing with a, a, a yeah, monster yeah. and dancing. So yeah, yeah, this one has a bit of a bit of that as well, where he is experiencing the afterlife and all that as part oh. of the concert. Yeah, that is dope, man. So yeah, this, this, it's quite interesting. Like I, I love these kind of uh, little experiments they're doing with, uh, you know, in the age of COVID when you can't have like big crazy tours and when shit yeah. like you know like shit's happening around the world. Uh. Like I heard like oh. John Mayer. John Mayer got COVID or so during the middle of his world tour or his, his US uh-huh. tour. So he had to cancel yeah. cancel certain dates and all. Uh. So that's just the oh, reality so because, of things. Uh. Yeah. Because now would be the period where the weekend would be touring and promoting his new album. Uh. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, I see. But now I see, I see. they're doing other ways to reach out to people, which I think is quite cool. I see, I see. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay, uh, my one short thing is... um. I, I recently chanced upon again the the TikTok account of Charlie Puth, mm. you know, the American singer, songwriter. Yep. And why I think his TikTok account is quite interesting is because, I mean, he's got quite a likable, funny personality and he does this thing where he just says like, oh, you know, what if a song has like a, a guitar that goes like, wow, wow, and then he he, he, he layers on a guitar, and then, he, then he beatboxes a bit of a drum, then he layers mm. on that, that drum beat. And then it's kind of an insight into him coming up with new songs that likely don't make it to an album but mm. just s- seeing that and you realize oh fuck like that that's what a talented singer looks like la. Mm. Um, it, and sounds like and it's super it's cool la. it's cool you just watch it you're like god damn this guy's talented mm. and he's on YouTube yeah. also la. I don't know on YouTube but uh, on TikTok yeah, I think he's quite big on TikTok got it got it so this yeah, your, it's probably your, your, the TikTok wormhole yeah, TikTok yeah, wormhole. Trying to trying to understand understand TikTok, see see what's happening there. And yeah. holy shit, it's it's a whole new world. It's a whole new world. A whole new world indeed. It's a whole yeah. new world. Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. All right. All right. 
thanks for listening everybody and as always please share with us your thoughts on our reddit or instagram the yeah. yalabad official instagram i will see you all soon all right cool bye bye